This is Kerry Hatchett, and you're listening to Radar Radio with Megan Carver. Hello, and welcome to a brand new episode of Radar Radio with Megan Carver. I'm Megan Carver. Today we have a very exciting special guest, the one, the only, Christopher Larkin of Carrie Hatchet. You may know him best from his role as Monty Green on the hit CW show, The 100. However, did you know that Chris is also an incredibly talented musician? Carrie Hatchet is Chris's one-man band, and the news today is his debut album, made entirely on GarageBand. But I don't want to spoil too much for you, so you're going to have to listen to the interview to find out more about that. The news today drops September 29th. That's right, we're only a few days away from the drop and the countdown begins. You're going to want to make sure to check it out. If you want to find out more about Chris Larkin, you can check out his website, which is ChristopherLarkin.com. From there, you can check out photos, learn more about him, and definitely check out his music page. It also links you to his Twitter and his Facebook. Stay tuned to After the Interview to find out about his contests, as well as some news about maybe seeing a video of him on YouTube. So, alright, here we go. Here's Chris Larkin on Radar Radio. So, your album dropped September 29th. Can you tell us a bit about the album? Uh, so the band is named Carrie Hatchet. Okay. The album's called The News Today. Uh, it, it's been my goal for a while to create an album entirely on GarageBand. And so the whole process, uh, the writing, the recording, the mixing, and now the marketing, I guess, has all been done on my MacBook. So it's a 10-song acoustic LP, and mm-hmm. it's my first solo effort. Do you have a favorite track off the album? Changes. By the day. I think every time I finish a track, it's always my favorite, so they've all been my favorite. I'd say currently it's it's probably On The Mend, which is the song we're going to hear okay. at the end of the podcast. Do you have a dream collaboration, either writing or performing with anyone in particular? Yeah, I'd love to work with Sufjan Stevens and okay. his label, Asthmatic Kitty. Yeah, I would say I do have a guest vocalist named Julia Best. I met doing a play in Pittsburgh. We hit it off musically, and she's uh, she helped me write some songs, and she's featured on them, and so that it was... Surprise collaboration, I guess. Very grateful to have met her. Do you have any musical influences? Yes. <laughs> uh, I have a very strange taste in music. It's like, it's, I only listen to two things. It's like either very sad, depressing, acoustic singer-songwriters, or pop-punk, Blink-182, yeah. oh god, Newfound Glory, <laughs> Sum 41. Awful, but I grew up with it, and so yeah. uh, they taught me, I don't know, to listen for a good hook. I'm always looking for a catchy hook, so I still listen to that stuff from time to time. Okay, so on your Twitter account, you mentioned you've been playing for 13 years. How has your writing and playing evolved during that time? God, I'm so embarrassed to, like, to listen to old tracks. Like, I have old demos and old, like, bedroom demos and studio takes, and I have a notebook full of angsty, like, freshman <laughs> year of high school lyrics. And so you look at that, and thank God it's different now. I feel like I've progressed so much. Yeah, I think the, the biggest change I've seen is lyrically. Like Naturally, just yeah. by practicing guitar every day, you get better. But lyrically, it was always a struggle, and I feel like it took 12 years to find my voice. Do you remember the first song you ever wrote? I probably stripped it from my memory because <laughs> it's so embarrassing. I remember an early one was called Taciturn. 
which I was very impressed. At like 17, I thought that it was <laughs> way ahead of its time, lyrically and musically. I've listened to it now. It's, it's pretty awful. How long does it usually take you to write a song? I think it depends on the song. If I'm really feeling it, I'll try to get it done in a day, or else I'll lose it. Like, if I try to yeah. pick it up in a week, it's going to be gone. Um, but sometimes there are songs that I start, and then six months later, I'll find it in a notebook and give it a shot. So I'd say half the songs, like five of the songs on the news today, are were made in a day, mm-hmm. and the other five were made over the course of, yeah, three, four months, just coming back to it. And so you've done theater and film in addition to music. Is there one that you prefer, and what do you find challenging about each? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> man. I, I prefer theater, because okay. that's yeah. been my background. Uh, it's been my basis of my training. That's why I fell in love with acting. The challenges of each. I've heard like running analogies used to describe uh, like theater is seen as a marathon. It's an endurance event. You have to take the same show and do it for maybe a year or two depending on your your contract. And uh, So in terms of that it's exhausting in that way but with film and TV it's like sprinting. Mm-hmm. You go 150% then you wait around for an hour. Then you go 150% and you wait and then it's the pace is quicker. You, you're done with the scene, you throw those lines away, and, and you move on. And so I think some combination of the two is always good, just to keep changing it up and switching mediums. Being an actor and musician, do you feel that one adds something to the performance in the other field? So it's like being a musician helped you anyway, and being an actor, or vice versa? Oh, that's a really good question. <laughs> yeah, I'd say that any art form that you pursue, just like any life experience, will inform the art. And I don't think even in a, I might not even be conscious of it. I can't even think of any direct ways that music has affected acting or acting has affected my music. But I'm sure that it's somewhere buried deep. Mm-hmm. You like any life experience, you just draw upon it mm-hmm. without maybe even thinking about it. Have you ever written a song based on something that's happened to you while filming or during a stage performance? Probably, yeah, more of an emotion, yeah. maybe not a direct event. Right. But I tend to write also a lot. I try to stick myself in the shoes of, yeah, I guess fellow castmates, I mm-hmm. won't name names, mm-hmm. but things that they're dealing with either professionally or personally, right. and then trying to see how I would deal with that standing in their shoes. The writing and recording process drastically different, in your opinion, for being a solo artist versus a band? Yeah, I mean, I haven't played in too many bands. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that because you have bandmates, you you have someone to collaborate with and to bounce ideas off of and and go, oh, I can't come up with that lyric. How are you going to, can you write those? Or that guitar line, like, what do you think of it? Is it working? And then you have everybody come in and do their piece. So solo, it's difficult because you're you're the only censor that you have, but at the same time, you don't have to answer to anyone else, which is why I like GarageBand. Right. You don't have to rent studio time and work with a producer and an engineer that you don't agree with and they butcher your music. You just do your own thing. And, but then again, if it doesn't work out well, that's also on you. <laughs> at times, the entertainment industry can be marginalizing towards people of color. <laughs> How do you feel it impacts you, either as an artist oh. or a musician? Oh, 100%. I think that you guys are being very gracious about that. If we're talking <laughs> Hollywood because it's so image-based, yeah. um, yeah, I mean, it's been marginalizing is a very nice way of putting it. <laughs> and it's getting better, but there's a lot of room left. I think it influences me as an actor because I started out doing it for selfish reasons. Like, I just loved 
doing it. And then somewhere in probably around sophomore year of college, I started I just started auditioning and realizing what I'd be cast as, and then more importantly, what I wouldn't be cast as, what people couldn't see me portraying. And so when those limits are up, yeah, it suddenly became about more than myself and the movement, whatever you want to call it, the revolution, um, and hopefully leaving the industry better than how I found it. And so it became more of a, a selfless, community-driven profession. Do you think it affects acting more than music? Yeah, well, that's the beautiful thing about music. There's yeah. no image. So, I mean, anyone listening to this, they have no idea. You know, hopefully the music, they'll just hits you here. I'm pointing to my ear right now. Hits you here <laughs> and not here. Now I'm pointing at my eyes. Okay, so what is your current ringtone? Oh, God, I should show you my phone. I, I know I'd be on a smartphone all the time if I had one, so I stick with a... Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what this is. It's a potato it's a, phone. It's a, what? A potato phone. Is like that a what a really flip phone's called? Yeah. Oh. A really old phone. A potato phone? Yeah. Okay, I have a potato phone. So I have, um, I'll set an alarm because I don't, I usually keep it on vibrate. Mm -hmm. uh, and this is basically what goes off every day when I wake up. So, you're on a show called The 100. Yep. Do you have any specific memory during your time on that show that you'll remember forever? So, anything that could be emotional or funny or anything like that? Yes, I remember all the bad moments. Anytime I felt like absolute shit on set, feeling like I wasn't doing the words justice, or simply when a director was like, you're not doing the words <laughs> justice. And then I... I play back those moments and study them to try to think the next time I shoot, maybe I can, what can I learn from that and how can I never do it again? Mm -hmm. So the back, yeah, all, yeah. all the times I felt awful in the last two years and there's sadly a bunch. Okay, so we're going to be hearing your song On The Mend. So do you mind telling us a little bit about that song, the story behind it, or what inspired you to write it? Yeah, uh, a friend of mine was going through just typical life drama but it all hit her at the same time it was like a breakup mixed with having being forced out of her apartment being forced with uh, not pursuing the job that she wanted to and feeling stuck and trapped and so we had like a late night kind of breakdown phone conversation and so I took that and uh, tried to write a song to her something that was that was realistic but also slightly hopeful and, and comforting, which isn't always easy for me, so I tried to find a silver lining. So we do have a few fan questions for oh, you. Oh, no. Okay, are they off Twitter or off... Uh, They're off they... Twitter and Tumblr. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't have Tumblr, so I don't know. Off of Tumblr, <laughs> Loki, Dark Lord of All, would like to know, Chris, how do you feel about Monty being a precious cinnamon roll too good for this world? You know, the cinnamon roll, what, it, it's that he's so sweet. Is uh, that the reference? Yeah. He's... he's too precious. I too guess. precious. <laughs> uh, mixed about it. I mean, it's obviously won him fan favor. Mm -hmm. He's never he, he's never done anything that would make the fan base hate him. Yeah. And so he has. There's a lot of love coming on his way. I think the problem as a character though is that no one's 100% cinnamon roll. So to explore the darker sides of Monty's psyche, I would love if you know season three went into that. But yeah, if you're just good all, it's not nice being nice all the time. Yeah. You want to see people struggle through whatever dark periods they're going through in life, and so that doesn't happen if you know you're constantly a goody goody. Off of Tumblr, Gerar would like to know <laughs> you're nationally ranked at Irish step dancing. Explain. Oh, you can now find it online. I just did Dragon Con um, in Atlanta this last weekend, and they posted. A, they made us all do a dance. Okay. They made the whole panel. What's your favorite dance move? And so if there's no video. <laughs> 
proof. <laughs> uh, I was adopted by an Irish father, and so I grew up like listening to all the Celtic everything. And so I feel more culturally Irish than anything else. Um, and I, I loved Riverdance, and that was my first goal, to be like the first Asian lead on uh, Lord of the Dance, Riverdance, any of those. And then I turned 15 and was like, I need to stop <laughs> doing this. But I still have the steps right. in the system. Something you never forget? Oh, uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> For better or worse, yeah. So off of Twitter, we have at JNetXO, and she would like to know, if you had a superpower for a day, what would it be? What would yours be while I think about this? Uh, probably invisibility. That's interesting. But why, though? I feel like a lot of guys want invisibility for the wrong reason. Sometimes I have a bit of social anxiety, so uh, sometimes I would just like to go but invisible. this is your job. I know. That's awesome. But cause like I, I also grew up in kind of a theater background, so... Uh. I know how to, like, turn it on and turn it off. Oh, So, right. like, yeah. <laughs> so when I'm off, I would like some invisibility. <laughs> oh, just to not be seen. Yeah, just for a little while. You can be. I guess I get socially anxious, too. Like, mm -hmm. I love holding myself up in my apartment. Yeah. Just, like, yeah, stacking exactly. good books, records, I guess food. Occasionally. Yeah. Good, yeah, food, good wine. Mm -hmm. And just shutting off yeah. from the world. Yeah, visibility's good. That way you could go to public spaces, but no one would bother you. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. You've just <laughs> given me my new answer to that. I was going to say flying, because I hate flying. And it'd be nice to, like, master that fear. Yeah. So no more traffic with that. Oh, so. right. LA. <laughs> yeah. Jeanette XO also has a follow-up question. Boxers or briefs? Oh, briefs. <laughs> but if you'd asked me ten years ago, clearly boxers. That was, like, the thing. Yeah. And then, like, it was tidy whities if I can track my life. Like my underwear life. Yeah, tidy whitey because I didn't have a choice. And then boxers, because mm -hmm. that was the cool thing. You could like have them hanging out of your pants. Yeah. And then now we've blended both worlds to find yeah. a boxer brief. Yeah, boxers are too airy. There's too much air down there. And then, and then your pants, it's harder to stay up because they have nothing to... That was way <laughs> too detailed an answer. I'm sorry, Jeanette. That's XO. At Natanya XO... Oh. would like to know, do you have an idea of, like, what Monty does in his free time? Just, you know, when he's not trying to survive or anything, what do you, he just does. <laughs> that's an, oh, man, that's a really good question. I think it, it's different on the ground than when he was in space. I think when he was in space, that was his world. And his crime was uh, growing and selling some illegal substances up there. So I think running the business was pretty mm -hmm. important. Yeah. On the gray, I think it's just survival. But yeah, I guess what does he do for like recreation? I mean, he has to eat. I don't think we've ever seen him eating. So I'm like, what is he? What do they eat down there? Like, is he a hunter or is he a gatherer? That's a good question. He's probably a gatherer. <laughs> there are too many like manly men down yeah. there doing all the hunting. But he's like a very efficient at berries. Like radioactive berries and. I mean, you did grow illegal substances. So. Yeah, like herbs. Yeah, I mean, he could be very good at like out. basil, <laughs> oregano, whatever else can get destroyed. He's like very good at culinary. Uh, this is Carrie Hatchet. The song is On the Mend, and it's off the album The News Today, which drops September 29th, 2015. Thank you for listening. Today you lost your voice 
Now you find yourself alone and waiting with another cigarette. You like the paper though you can't stand inhaling another young regret. You don't feel better yet. Shadows dancing on the wall. There's no one left at all But I'm right here by your side You'll make it out alive you make it out alive you make it out alive Lay upon me all your fears Forty-seven years Yesterday was our land Today will never end Now you find yourself alone and waiting With another cigarette You like the paper though you can't stand exhaling Another old regret Shadows dancing on the wall You thought there's no one left at all But I'm right here by your side Well, you guys, that concludes this week's episode of Radar Radio with Megan Carver. We hope that you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording it. Myself and my team had a great time working with Chris. It's such a pleasure, and we're bummed it's almost over. We, of course, would like to thank Chris and his manager, Annalisa, as well as the rest of his team. We hope to have the opportunity to work with you again in the future. We would like to thank all of you who have tuned in to listen and to let you know that we are still running a contest to give away a signed Chris Larkin photo. To enter that, you can go to our website under the contest section, but don't waste any time because it ends in a few days. If you'd like to find out more about Radar Radio, you can visit our website at radarradio.info. From there, you can find all of our links, including Facebook, iTunes, and YouTube. You can check out past episodes and send in suggestions for artists you would like to hear on Radar Radio. You can also enter our contest and see behind-the-scenes photos from all of our interviews, including tons of awesome photos with Chris. We would also like to announce that we are headed to YouTube. You haven't seen the last of our time with Chris yet. On 9:26, we'll be releasing a video where we play a game with him, and you definitely don't want to miss that. You have that to look forward to in two days, and then two days after that, you don't want to miss out on getting Carrie Hatchett's debut album, The News Today. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Radar Radio with Megan Carver. Radar.